weird, obscure, impossibly unsafe. Today, we are trying to bring you a little bit of joy in this in this world. A little bit of Halloween joy, so we're doing our listeners episode uh, where we read stuff that you sent in. But before we jump into that, we should probably introduce ourselves. I am Jacob. I'm Melissa. I'm Anna Marie. All right, what are we doing today on this Halloween day? Well, we're recording on Hallow- All Hallows Eve, which is the night before. Is that, am I understanding that right? Anyways, we're recording uh, the day tomorrow. before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, think- it's All Hallows Eve Eve. The Eve of All Hallows Eve. Yeah, um, we're here to read some of your creepy, scary experiences to spread the joy of hearing someone else in a scary situation spookiest day of the year also happiest day of the year yeah for me at least anna marie's been counting this down for like three months yeah (laughs) you don't uh you don't like feel sad when it comes because that means you have to wait another almost a year until it gets here again there's a little bit of that like anticlimactic feeling the day of and after but really the spookiness is not in the day it's it's in your heart (laughs) and it's in my heart heart. all the time (laughs) (laughs) anna marie's gonna go first i decided okay you're first great all right so we have our first story from Francis. Thank you, Francis, for sending in your story to us. To Anne-Marie, Jake, and Melissa. My parents raised me a devout Christian. In the evening prayers when I was very young, they would ask Jesus to protect me and my brother from the enemy. At the time, I thought that the titles of Satan and the enemy belonged to two distinct persons. First, there was Satan, the accuser, the serpent whose head is crushed. Second, there was the enemy. I imagined the enemy to be a faceless thing with shaggy white hair, and I thought or pretended that I could glimpse it running very quickly behind the houses in my neighborhood. That's frightening. Yes. I thought that the enemy was specifically trying to kill me and my brother. Because I was a child, I assumed that there were rules I had to follow. Doors could be opened or closed, but I was certain that the enemy could come through any doors that I left ajar. I knew that it could climb through windows, and I was afraid to look straight down the shower drain. (laughs) Oh, no. Me too. As a child, I saw a glimpse of the ring, and it scarred me, and I never looked down the drain. Or maybe it was a grudge, but yes, keep going. It's so scary. (laughs) With all of this in my past, I did not consciously believe in a boogeyman, but my irrational fears knew that path was open to run down. I am 22 now, and the following event happened 12 years ago on a night when my parents left my older brother and I home alone. My brother stayed upstairs in his room, and this left me free from his judging eyes to shamefully rummage around the kitchen for a snack. I feel that. (laughs) I was assessing the merits of different dry cereals when I heard heard somebody speaking in our living room. Our stairs are loud. And I didn't hear my brother come down them. I did not hear anybody moving, for that matter. Our house is old and has creaky floors. 
If this muttering voice belonged to an intruder, it belonged to an intruder who did not have any feet. What? Oh, because they didn't hear steps? Yeah. The thing in the living room was talking too fast for me to make out any words, and it was starting and stopping in weird intervals. I picked up a large kitchen knife and followed the sounds. I investigated the blind spot behind the couch and didn't see an intruder. Instead, our CD player was loaded with a copy of Neil Young's immortal album, Trans, and the machine was operating by itself. Oh, okay. It had turned itself on and was skipping forward, rewinding, and moving from track to track, playing snippets of music fractions of a second long each. The player sounded like a spirit box that ghost hunters used to scan through radio frequencies. The display flickered. I could not pause the machine and I could not turn down the volume. The power button didn't do anything either. The glitchy gibberish filling the room got even louder. I panicked and followed the power cord to the outlet. I tried to sort it from the tangle of other cables, but my hands were shaking. I unplugged everything and ran upstairs to my room. I didn't find any skips in this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You remember when you weren't able to unplug things without like preparing them to be shut down? (laughs) I didn't find any skips in the CD and the player worked reliably for the rest of its natural life. So I guess I answered that. I I take that back. (laughs) My answer, or I'm sorry, my guess is that it was some dust or possibly a power surge because I was good at keeping the doors in the house all the way shut. Wow. Ooh. Oh my god, that's so cre- that's a creepy ending. I know. That's such a good ending. Wow. Well, thank you, Francis. That was really spooky. <laughs> that was. And uh can we just talk about the child logic there for a second? Because I can really yes. relate to the way that you feel like if you follow these set rules, you're safe. Uh which <laughs> I don't know why that makes so much sense when you're a kid. Like one thing I used to do is um, I would always have to sleep with the door open um, and something would have to be sitting in front of my bedroom door, making sure that it's like secured all the way open so that that gap between the wall and the door didn't create a creepy shadow and there could be no one hiding behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I definitely relate to that. When I was... Uh the kid in our house in the hallway we had like one of those ladders that pulls down from the ceiling to get into the attic and there was a little like string attached to it naturally and i thought every time i ran past her i had to jump up and hit it and that if i didn't if i like didn't remember to enough times like something was going to come after me the elder addict god the elder addict (gasps) oh that's so scary well Mine's mine's a little different and unconventional. Uh, <laughs> when I was like five, uh, I got this Power Ranger toy and a McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> and for some reason, I saw it as my protector. So I placed it on my bookshelf with all my other little porcelain cat figurines <laughs> to watch over me at night. <laughs> I I've never felt like a Happy Meal toy was that powerful in my experience, but I was just grasping at anything I could get. (laughs) I was a scared child. (laughs) Man, wow. (laughs) Yeah, but well, we can really thank Francis for bringing us back to those weird 
childhood experiences. Yeah, that was that was Indeed. fun to reminisce. So this this one is from Joel, and Joel sent in a few. Um, we should ask for pronouns. I don't. I'm assuming. I'll just say they to be safe. All right, Joel has three stories here, and I will read all of Joel's stories now. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> uh, here it's here it goes. When I was 10, I had a, my friend over to work on building slick forts in the backyard. Nice. We were using some shovels and tools from the garage. And once all the daylight was gone, we retired for the evening and went to put them back where they, we got them. As we walked up to the open garage, I looked in where the minivan was parked in the darkness. Occupying the same space in the middle of where it was, there was a featureless human form of transparent white light. No. Or yes, maybe yes. <laughs> we'll see. Not beaming bright blindingly or anything, but like white enough to be immediately noticed. I got you. I stopped and became very scared and didn't immediately say anything because I tried to rationalize it. See, this is what happens when you don't hit the string on your attic enough times. Like maybe I'm experiencing a hallucination for the first time. Maybe this is why people say your imagination can play tricks on you. And then my friend catches up to me from behind and screams, what is that person right there? Oh, so it's right. definitely real. Yeah. Or something to that effect. And when I realize. He saw the exact same thing. The terror was heavy, and we ran back to the other side of the house and told my mom. She seemed to think we were acting and came back down with us to look. It was gone, but we both felt that for an instant we saw it pop up again as if it was teasing us when she was looking away. I have goosebumps. <laughs> that was so creepy. That's Whoa. horrific. Do you think it was like a spirit, or do you think maybe an alien? I don't, uh, I think it was a being of transparent white light. Oh, it's a Lemurian. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank you, Joel, um, for part one. And, I, and thank you again for part two, which I will read right now. <clears throat> this is a, uh, a different story, just to be clear. The more ambiguous and non-scary one was a weird persistent apparition that was around when I was about 14. When I would go up toward my bedroom, I would see a sort of orb with the tail of floating, uh, floating laps. Oh, with a tail floating laps around my room in the darkness. Nothing ever happened once the lights were on. The stranger thing. So, so there's just this like little orb just flying laps around his room in the dark. Orbiting one white say. Oh, wow. The room. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, okay. The strangest thing about it is that I never thought much of it and, was and never told anyone because it literally felt like it was an extension of myself. <gasps> maybe it's like, maybe it's like Jill's astral body or something or like some kind of like tulpa thing. 
like mental yeah. thought form. Okay, it felt as ordinary as if I were looking at an appendage. I kind of forgot about it until I was in college and was conversing with the archivist who was a ghost hunter and he was describing common types of ghosts people report and told me sometimes they look like a comet. When he said that word, I was kind of like, holy shit. I don't know how I ever questioned it when it happened and then forgot. But I do know that right around the time is when I started to become extremely spiritual. Wow. Very interesting. That's very interesting. I've never heard of anything like that before. That's that's pretty creepy. Thank you, Joel. And here is Joel again with another story. In my 20s, I spent a couple years in this rickety attic apartment with my girlfriend of the day. Her parents owned it and used to officially rent it, or um, but it needed so much work that they just let us squat up there because we didn't mind the lack of normal amenities. One time we were having lunch in the kitchen and I was recounting what I was reading at the time. It was a book by Mickey Hart about the history of percussion. He talked about buying a drum from a Tibetan man and when he uh, reached for a certain one, that man said, be careful, you don't know what that one does. That one wakes the dead. Immediately, when I, when I said those words, a bunch of pots and pans violently crashed off the shelf in a way that had never happened before. What? Oh, my God. It's one thing if one pot kind of falls down. That can be explained. A bunch of them all at once crashing down. Not cool. <laughs> Very creepy. Very not cool. <laughs> Another time, her and I were lying in the dark after sex, and I got up to use the bathroom. I assume Joel meant six o'clock. <laughs> and it was just a typo <clears throat> because sex doesn't exist. People don't do it. When I turned on the light for a split second, when I looked down on my naked body, it looked like it was covered in blood. I Wait. did a Keep going. I did a double take and it was gone. I told her and she got very scared, whereas I wasn't so much initially. But then she told me that uh, that she was because the last person to have lived in this recent past, the last person to have lived in the apartment had died there in the recent past. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay, Joel. Wow. I feel like Joel has a lot going on. I feel like I feel like Joel has some sensitivities to the spiritual realm. Well, they said they like. became very spiritual after uh, that orb thing, right? But even it sounds like maybe even before then. I don't know. Interesting. That man. Those stories gave me the goosebumps. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Okay, I have a story here from Caroline. Subject, weird stories. This isn't that weird, but it's the weirdest I've got. When I was about 11 or 12, I was in the car on the way to church one night with my mom and my sister. It was dark out, and we lived in the country, so it was really dark out. No streetlights. 
all three of us were watching the road simultaneously, my mom and I both saw a medium-sized dog, kind of a tawny color, which tawny I looked up because I didn't know what that means. It's orange, brown, or yellowish brown. So a yellowish brown dog, orange brown, orangish brown dog, with maybe some black markings, and in parentheses, think a smaller shepherd mix maybe. So this person's very particular about picturing the right dog. Caroline, so particular. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so the dog appeared right in front of the car in the headlights. My mom went, whoa, and hit the brakes, but wasn't fast enough. But by the time the car got to where the dog had appeared, it was gone. Just like a brief flash of an image. My sister didn't see a thing, so she was confused as to why we were both reacting in the way that we had to what she thought was nothing. My mom and I both explained what we saw and corroborated the details. We saw the same thing, same kind of dog, the same color, the same markings. My sister was sitting shotgun and I was sitting in the back behind my sister, so my mom and I weren't watching the road the exact same angle. It could have been a trick of the light, but I don't know how that's possible down to the details we saw, and I've never experienced anything like it since. Love, Caroline. Not really love, I added that. Wow. Ghost poochie. A ghost dog <laughs> or like a ghost <laughs> creature? <laughs> Don't know why that word was <laughs> that came out. Let's cut that. Uh, no, we're leaving that in there. <laughs> ghost poochie. <laughs> wow. That's so that's so strange that her sister didn't see the dog but that her mom was able to uh, did also see it and that they were able to kind of confirm the details with each other yeah i guess that's just a big mystery we'll never know it's a ghost dog ghost dog or not i mean ghost poochie who knows (laughs) (laughs) um i just want to say thank you caroline for sending the story it was a great story. Thank you, Thanks, Caroline. Caroline. Love, weird, obscure, and possibly unsafe. <laughs> LOL. Lots of love. All right. I have one more story from somebody named Peter. Um, here it goes. Pizza. Um, so Peter told me that he tends to ask people if they have ghost stories and he likes to write them down or kind of like record them just as like a way to co- kind of collect them. I'm only going to read one of them, but if we ever have another episode like this again, then I'll happily read the next one. Okay. So here is the first story from his coworker. He said, late one night, my friend was eating a burger at a fast food restaurant near his house, close enough to walk to. It was at a large forest preserve separated him from his house. Um, after he, you know, he filled his belly with his delicious burger, he started walking home. Because the woods were so dark, his friend found it easier to follow the edge of the forest as he made his way home. The streets were quiet and he was completely alone out there. Fifteen minutes into his journey, he began to hear an unmistakable noise coming from within, deep within the forest. It sounded like the cries of a young child. No, 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 no. At first, he ignored it, and he tried to just keep walking, thinking maybe he 
didn't really know what he was hearing. There's no way a child was out there, he kind of thought to himself. He started to think about his younger brothers and started to think how if they were in trouble, he would want someone to help them. Um, And that kind of ate at him a little bit and he felt bad about doing nothing, so he decided to check out the noise. The forest was extremely dark and incredibly dense, um, so we could see how a child might get lost in those woods. He turned the flashlight from his phone on and, and went into the woods and used the light to guide his way. He started to venture deeper and deeper into the trees, uh, but no matter how long he walked, the crying didn't seem to be getting any closer. He considered turning back, but his conscience forced him onward. The crying continued, and he kept walking over branches and through brush, and he was really focusing on, like, how intense the ground was and, and things, like, immediately in front of him, and suddenly he realized that the light from his phone was hitting something solid. Oh no. It was the white painted wood of an old house. Oh. Right when he looked up to the house, without warning, the cries stopped. Oh, stop! There was silence for just a moment, and suddenly a loud, piercing scream was directly behind him, like right in his ears. And he looked all around and he couldn't tell where the screaming was coming from. And it seemed to be coming from everywhere. So he kind of staggered away from the house. He was screaming, the screaming stopped happening. So um, he was still looking around and he heard something very large land in the woods on the ground behind him. Um, It sounded like it fell from up in the trees to the ground. And at this point, he kind of just automatically started sprinting away from the house. Uh, Whatever landed behind him sounded like it was following him and coming after him. He didn't look back, but he could feel its presence and he could feel that it was taller than him by at least a foot. He felt something start to grab his shoulder. And then he even felt like whatever grabbed him lifted him into the air for a moment. Um, He struggled against whatever was holding him, and then he fell back to the ground, ran out of the woods, and he did not stop running until he got home. Uh, I hate that. I have no words. That's so scary. (laughs) scary. Am I right? That was like one of the scariest stories I've heard in a long time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Man. That was a ride. That was it a was. real ride. Yeah. Anna Marie was over here literally shaking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was flailing around a little bit. That was so <laughs> scary. And one thing that's like so spooky about this is like I feel like I've been in like similar situations where I'm just like walking home at night or something and you kind of think you hear something, but you're yeah. like, no, no, it's nothing. But then like what if it was something? Right. That or like what I don't know why this in particular freaked me out but like I'm, i was thinking about going on a hike and even if it's during the daytime sometimes you like stumble upon old houses yeah like it's creepy in the daytime oh my god if i if i just landed in front of one of those bad boys in the dark no that would... i just gotta say peter's friend sounds like a real heroic person seriously i if i heard that crying i would be like 911 you are handling this woods situation (laughs) yep 100 percent. wow what a great story but yeah yeah. well thank you peter for sharing and thank you peter's co-worker Uh? for sharing with peter (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Sharing train. Well, thank you to all of the people who sent in their stories to us. Yes, um, thank you so much. I made our Halloween just a little bit spooky. Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween! I don't know why I did mine really. Yeah, I'm like a call setup. <laughs> There's this like game I've been playing with like the kids. I've been making them play it, and every time you click this button, it does a really high pitched Happy Halloween. <laughs> so that's what I was doing. Nice. Maybe it affected what you guys were doing. All right, let's do it one more time. Okay. Happy oh, Halloween. Halloween! Sorry, I didn't start with everyone, and then um, I just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should count. On. We all we all try we all jump in the pool at the same time, except for Anna Marie, and just jumps up and down. <laughs> all right, three, two, one. Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween! <laughs> Great. All right, that's a perfect ending point. <laughs>